Have you ever wondered what hypnosis might be and what it can do for you? You've come to the right place. Welcome to Hypnosis Everywhere with your host, Inez Simpson. This is the show that talks to everyone, from the experienced practitioner to the cautiously curious, and yes, even the skeptics. Now, here's Inez Simpson. Well, hello, and welcome back to Hypnosis Everywhere, and I'm here, Inez Simpson, of course, and Martin Gover is with me, hiing, and in the background, trying to avoid being my sidekick today. Mm-hmm. And we have great guests on today. Our guests are Greg Beckett. Steen Niels Mushin and Tim Horn, and they are all SP trainers, so we know each other very well. And what we're going to discuss today, especially for people who are just interested in hypnosis and are, or are new to hypnosis, uh, we're going to talk about the conventions and the pros and cons and how to do it and all those sort of things. So first of all, what I thought I'd do is I'd get, um, maybe I can get Greg to start and just say who you are, how you came to hypnosis and a small, you know, thing. And then um, we'll each do that so they know who they're hearing. So you want a snippet, do you? (laughs) A snippet is right. Uh, Greg Beckett, I'm here in Los Angeles. And I've been a hypnotist, practicing hypnotist for about um, 18 years, part-time for quite a while and then full-time. And uh, I ended up becoming a hypnotist because it worked for me. I, uh, I, I went and saw a hypnotist for some issues I was having. And a couple of years later, I was like, I don't like what I'm doing. What would I like to do? Oh, I'd be a hypnotist. And uh, here I am, 18 years later, still doing it. Okay. How about Tim? Oh, okay. I'm Tim Horn. I'm in uh, Manassas, Virginia. Uh, I've been a hypnotist for 25 years for the National Guild of Hypnosis. I used to have panic attacks to the point where I woke up in the middle of the night thinking I was having a heart attack. I took a self-hypnosis classes, uh, class, and in two months, they were absolutely gone. I realized the power of the mind, so I became a certified hypnotist, and now I'm an instructor. Conventions are a really good way of, uh, for starting hypnotists to go out and, and learn more things. I'll just start with that, and we'll go into more detail about it later. Okay, and Steen, my friend. Yeah, I'm Steen Mosche from Germany, Hamburg, Germany, one of the nicest cities in the world. And I'm practicing hypnosis since the fall of 2009. And yeah, I'm teaching hypnosis courses. I have an office where I see clients and I also teach the Simpson Protocol. And what is the name of your school? The, well, just little ad. It's <laughs> very simple. Yeah. We were very Remember, we're on the radio. Yeah. <laughs> oh, see, yeah. It's just, you're on. So, for all of you who can't see the live show, I just uh, put on a mug with the logo of the school in front of the camera for all the. Okay. Listeners. So, um, all of you guys, when uh, I sort of would like from you. Um, because I'm sort of directing this show mostly to people who are just interested in hypnosis or are newbie hypnotists and, um, and talk to them about, I, I'd like your experience of when you went to your first convention. If you can sort of dial back and, and have a regression to it. <laughs> so, any, Greg. Any particular first. order? Yes, Greg, you first. When I was just a little young hypnotist, <laughs> back in the early 2000s, actually, when I, when I was trained, I was trained by a wonderful woman who still practices and teaches. Her name's Juanita Holmes. 
And it was a time when everybody was making tapes and that sort of thing and doing a lot of scripts, which are wonderful. Um, but that's all I knew. And I decided to go to a NGH conference and it just exploded my world for hypnosis. I saw so many people doing a lot of direct, uh, direct suggestions and all sort of patterns and, and different ways and, and all these other people um, like-minded. And I was like, where have these people been? <laughs> What's going on here? And it changed completely how I, how I do hypnosis even today. And, um, and I continue to go to conferences. And, and the main thing for me is uh, developing relationships with other hypnotists and that we learn from each other and work with each other and you know, Skype, things like that. Because when we're working with clients and things, there's not always someone to talk to. So I've developed a community for myself, and uh, and that's where I, where I go all the time is to meet new people and learn new things. So, and the other thing about going to the convention is your community can become global, right? right. We have a lot of global friends. Tim, how about you? Well, it, it, same thing as Greg. I went to a National Guild of Hypnosis conference, and I saw some of the just the best hypnotists going. Jerry Kine actually was at the very first. The very uh, first NGH conference I went to, I learned he was a lot the best, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah, he really was. Um, yeah. A lot of other people, are, and like you said, uh, from other countries, I met Martin Kiley, who's in Ireland. Mm-hmm. Uh, all sorts of different people. And when you go to the convention, you can learn. A lot of people will take a particular track. Do you want to do business classes? Do you want to do deep hypnosis classes, somnambulism, Simpson Protocol, obviously, but a lot of different places you can look. One of the really great things about the convention is you realize you're not as bad as you think you are. When you talk to other people, you realize <laughs> some of your ideas are pretty good and that, that confidence shows up when you're working with clients. Yeah. And Steen, how about you? Well, my first convention is not that long ago. I think it was five years ago and it was in Zurich, Switzerland. It was in interesting experience because uh, one of the first people I met there was an international known female hypnotist and I was expecting to meet her there because I heard so much stuff about what she was doing and well it ended up that we bought the whole night and the next day and the next day and <laughs> <laughs> well, the rest of the convention was nice because it was nice to meet all the people you've heard from on the internet or you read books from because it was international. So there were a lot of international guests, but also you. So I connected to other people from different countries. Yes, it explodes your world quite quickly. And for me, I'll have to tell you the first one I went to was back in 2000. And that was, uh, you know, the first time, I mean, even though I had done training with Jerry, but it was the first time I'd really got to talk to Jerry or meet Jerry Kine. And that was great. And the other thing that I'm, a person that I met there was so awesome for me to meet. And, and I've kept in my sort of my heart is, is Orman McGill. And, you know, to be lucky enough to chat to the guy and be, you know, I mean, he was 94 at the time, just about. So, um, but and then you know Fred uh, Lidecker and I met there. Well, or did we meet there? 
I knew of him there. Maybe we didn't meet there, but that's where, and he's in, in California, and I think he's pretty well retired at the time, but I'm going to see if I can get him to come on one day because he's an interesting and a little more controversial than most, so I'd love to have him on the show. So all these people in, when you go to the convention, I had, I remember taking my, one of my trained brand new graduates with me and uh, or it's actually a couple of them and they were surprised at you know all the differences and all the stuff that they had taken from me that they could see played out by other trainers and other things and, and little nuances or you know little slight differences and all those things so it, it and they made community and and it changed how they were going to become hypnotists now and you and I know that not everyone taking hypnosis training really wants to be a full-time hypnotist. Sometimes it's only about their interest and self-work. And that's fine. I, you know, I train people. It doesn't matter if they decide to ever be um, a real functioning, working with clients type hypnotist. But in general, I found that even the ones that said they were just going to do it to learn about themselves, you know, do this, they all ended up helping other people. So it's a big thing. So, so Greg, what would you suggest a newbie does as they, would they, would you, I would think, wouldn't it be better to go to a convention that's relatively a little bit bigger the first time you go? I I, I, I've done the NGH. I also uh, and I've and I've taught there, yeah. given courses, and also at HypnoThoughts. They're a little yeah. bit different. They're on different sides of the of the country. Um, they're both great. So, but when I first went, my first time, I went every hour on the hour to all the free classes. Didn't eat. Didn't just <laughs> exploded by the time it was over. And over the years that I've gone, I've learned to pace myself in also mingling and maybe not taking a class, but meeting someone in the hallway and sitting down and, and, and making a new friend, a new colleague and learning what they do, um, just pacing myself and just finding out what I'm really interested in and learning what everybody else is interested in too. And that's helped me um, make it through the three days because there's so much information and so much energy there. Yeah. Um, of so many different people and such dynamics, friendly people, but at the same time, you have to kind of conserve yourself to be able to go into the room with all of these open and, and learning. It, I'm almost speechless right now thinking about how much is there. Yeah. So yourself is what I would suggest. Finding first what you're really interested in and then filling in, whether it's going to where people are selling information at their booths uh, so you can learn more and meet people or just kind of roaming around and saying hello, just opening up to other people and then definitely going to the classes that interest you. And maybe take something that you're afraid of. Take a class. <laughs> that's a good idea. Because yeah. that's the one that's probably calling you the most that you think you may not be ready for, but you are. Okay, how about you, Tim? Okay, we're gonna be going to break soon, but I'll start. Um, I think what Greg said was absolutely true. What you wanna do is take a class you're afraid of because uh, fear really doesn't serve a purpose. It's the one thing you want to break through. You go and you take the thing that you're most afraid of, you realize it's not that bad, and that barrier ends up getting broken. Uh, in terms of the size of the convention, I think going to a large convention is fine, but you've got to match the convention to the type of person you are. 
The truth is, yes. I like smaller conventions. Uh, the Heartland Hypnosis Conference in St. Louis does not have a lot of people, but the people there are very focused, and uh, you can get a lot from them, and you get a real personal view. At the NGH, I think you can meet incredible teachers, get incredible information, but it can be a little crowded sometimes. So really, you want to match the convention of the type of person you are and how you feel comfortable. What Greg said, which is absolutely true, is you want to talk to people afterward. You want to make connections that, so when you leave the convention, you're making connections to other people that you can you can carry on through the year. So you, you feel that there's a connection to this hypnosis world that we're involved in. Because, you know, a lot of people that are brand new to hypnosis are not always supported at home in their choice me for one when I started uh, by you know other people and they think it's just like you're crazy what are you doing all that kind of stuff and uh, so to build your community is quite important otherwise you'll find that they'll you know, it, it's not that they mean to sabotage you it's they actually think that you know and they haven't understood what hypnosis is or what it's about until they see you in action in a while and things change, everybody starts to shift with it. My, I know my family did in the end too, but it, at the beginning they think, well, what are you doing that for sort of thing for me? That's not everyone. But if you don't have that support, build community. What about you, Steen? We're going to go to great break, and I was going to give you 30 seconds, but I think I'll give you the first shot when we come back. <laughs> 30 seconds, is that enough? No, no. <laughs> I think we just... We just go with a break and I'm just saving That's what I words. think. Yeah, just save yourself as usual for the best. Can I say something really quick? I yeah. think it's important that we realize we're not competitors with other people. The more no. hypnosis out there, the more normal it becomes, the more clients we're going to get. We want to make this as normal a pathology, a way of addressing issues as possible. Okay, we're going to uh, talk about that later again too because I think it's extremely important and we're going to go off to break now. See you on the other side. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. We know lasers are in use in almost every aspect of the medical profession these days. Now there's a powerful, unique, and safe laser you can use at home. Quantum scalar wave lasers using Tesla technology allow the body to do what it does best, heal itself. Scalar wave lasers work down to the cellular level and can even reset cellular memory for outstanding outcomes. The quantum lasers use three different wavelengths in one laser for optimum results. It's government approved and safe for home use. For more information, visit Simpson Protocol slash lasers or click the banner on this show's webpage. Hi, Inez Simpson here, the host of Hypnosis Everywhere on Voice America, and I'm here to give myself a plug. I want to plug three things that give me joy in my practice. First is working one-on-one -on -one with clients to work with them to get the outcome they desire. And as you know from the show, hypnosis covers a broad spectrum. And as a Voice America listener, I'm offering you a free consult. If you're curious or you feel hypnosis may help you and you want to find out more, go to InezSimpson.com and click on my client page. Second, mentoring. I love to work with hypnotists, new or who've been in the field for some time, and they want to change things up or move ahead or whatever it may be. You can find out everything at inezsimpson.com forward slash mentoring. Third thing, 
the Simpson Protocol. I'm passionate about teaching hypnosis and especially Simpson Protocol, which I teach around the world. And you can find out all about that at simpsonprotocol.com. Talk soon. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. Listening to Hypnosis Everywhere, The Simpson Protocol. To reach the show today, please call into 1 866 472 5792. That's 1 866 472 5792. You may also send an email to Inez, that's I N E S, at inezsimpson.com. Now, back to this week's program. Well, welcome back to Hypnosis Everywhere. We're just going to continue our discussion. So I'm going to go straight to Steen Nios Musha and continue what we were talking about. Okay. So, um, well, I can just uh, go on with Tim because I think if you have a smaller... So a big convention is nice because lots of people there you can get in touch with lots of people but i think it's my personal opinion the smaller ones are a little nicer because they are kind of a little more familiar so you can get easier in touch with people because if you have someone you know if you have someone like ines simpson everyone wants to talk to her so if you want to have a private minute with her it's hard to get but on a smaller convention it's easier because there are not that much people. Um, I think that might be true. I'm not necessarily about me, but I remember, uh, you know, uh, Jerry Kine having hordes of people down. <laughs> you remember, Tim, in the old days when they were at the other hotel and it was like a salmon oh. swimming upstream, you know, and you were on uh, those big conventions and there was a lot of people and I can see the benefit, I mean, compared to other conventions I've been to where, you know, maybe there's two or 300 people instead of eight to 2,000 people. And right. uh, so, you know, it depends on, on how you feel. Um, but the, the strategy would be to, to gain community and plan out what you're going to see. <laughs> Not that you important. can't change it, but I think planning out what you see is important. I think it's good if you just look on the schedule before you go to the convention just to check who do I want to see and just figure out and make your own plan at what time you want to see whoever. And, you you know, I always used my intuition. I looked at that sort of intellectually and looked at them and said, oh, that sounds good, that sounds good to me. And then I sort of check and see where it resonated within me and and take what I know. So go with your gut. But with let, your me gut. Just, let me just jump in. And um, sometimes it could be interesting and beneficial to go to people who you usually won't go to. I agree. Or, or topics which, you, which are not interesting. Because if you see, if you're just moving all the time in your block, you will never see what's on the other side of the river. Okay, so get out of your own box a little in your comfort zone and move around. Yes. I'd, I'd like to say that I can't stress enough how important it is to meet people, whether they're sitting next to you in conference and you talk a little bit in a class or that you're sitting, having lunch with them because there's a couple of conferences that you have lunch all together, sit at a different table, meet more people. I have 
people from Australia, from France, from all over that we still communicate via Zoom or Skype when we have an issue and want to consult with another hypnotist about something or just want to have conversation or work with each other. So it's, it's a great way to not feel, to build your own community and not feel like it's just you trying to figure everything out after the conference is over. And they also share the knowledge they learn so that next time maybe you have a buddy to go do things with at the conference and to share, oh, I took this class, you take that class, we'll share information. What did you think? And if you're, you know, you usually attract like-minded people. So you have some of the same thoughts and ideas about who's good for you at that time, or maybe next year you'll take the who they took. So it's a lot of sharing of information too. Do you agree with me that many times people will say, well, I don't really want to spend the money right now and all that kind of stuff. I found out I never had a lot of money. And I'd go to the convention. And if I hadn't gone to those conventions, I wouldn't be where I am today. I wouldn't have all the connections. I wouldn't have uh, knowing about different styles of hypnosis. I would have just maybe stayed in my own little box and stayed here forever. Now, it, I, I think that is really important is being open to everything because you're going to become your own style after a while. And it'll be an amalgamation of everything you learn. Being open-minded is really important, I think. Uh, what Greg said about just talking to people. Uh, and as you know, it's one of my friends, uh, Mushtaq, who's from Pakistan. Yeah. Visit with me. And uh, uh, after spending some time at a convention, he came and stayed at me at my house. And uh, we go up to the convention, you know, every couple of years together. And it it's really expanded things out for me. Eventually, I'll go to Pakistan, spend some time with him. But beyond that, the really great thing is, uh, well, the thing Inez was talking about in terms of money, you have to think of this as an investment. Yeah. When you talk to someone, what Greg said about having like-minded people is exactly right. But beyond that, when you talk to somebody, they hear you out. They might understand a class you hadn't considered that is exactly what you're looking for. They will have seen a speaker before or know the way they're going to approach something that they think would be a good fit for you. So the more people you talk with, it's like sending out that spider web. You're going to find the exact right place to go that way. Can I say something else about uh, the investment? Yeah. Yeah. Um, if you, you, you need to invest in yourself to have more tools, which then gives you more confidence when you have other clients coming. You spend, let's say, uh, I'm doing Sensum Protocol, a two-day. So you come to that. Two clients, and that pays for your class. I mean, it, it's up to you to build your toolbox for all the clients that are coming and to strengthen yourself. So you want people to come to you, but you're not willing to go to someone else to learn. That doesn't jive. It's a flow. It's a flow of give and receive, give and receive so that you're stronger to be able to have those clients come and in your knowledge base. It's, it's, it's not like you're going to a high end dinner for that experience. And then that's all it was, was the experience. You're taking knowledge back that other people have spent so much time and effort and money themselves. And they're just asking for a little piece back of what they've spent and what they've done to give to you all that they've learned. It's just a share sort of thing. That's really true. I mean, think of all the investment we've made before we ever became trainers or uh, presenters. Steam. So, Steam, what about you? What do you agree or disagree or what? I, I only agree, yeah. It's just, <laughs> I, I don't have to add anything because, uh, yeah, all is said before. So, I think the good thing is you, you go there, you get knowledge, and I think 
may helps you you can use going to the convention to advertise your service because you can say hey i was attending that convention so that the clients see well this is someone who's just going and having ongoing education i think that's important for the client to know that that there is kind of an ongoing education i agree You know, something else about the conference or the conventions that are important is for me, when I went, I saw speakers and I saw all these other people. And when I first started, when I was new, I was like, wow, I could never do that. <laughs> and, right? Yeah. And then I went to a couple more. I'm like, I want to do that. I'm scared <laughs> to death, but I want to do that. Till finally you actually do it and you overcome that. Maybe it's in one one or two years, or maybe it's the next year. It depends upon your own who you are and your own personality. But it helps you strive to be better and to grow as a person, an individual, and a hypnotist. And no matter what training you take from, whichever great trainer you take it from, there's going to be stuff that you never took in that initial training at the convention. There is going to be different styles. There's going to be whole different perspectives on things. And if you open that box to all people's perspectives, you'll become much better hypnotist. What you want to do, you want to have as many different tools in your box as you can. And you're going to find people who do things entirely different from you. And you may not take everything they have, but you might take just a few aspects that'll make your approach a lot more well-rounded. Uh, what you said about finding somebody almost every time that adds something, uh, that's absolutely true. Go ahead, Steen. Well, are you done? Yeah. <laughs> so, so I just want to add, uh, because it came just in my mind, and even if you just go to presentations which are not that good, you can go out and say, hey, I'm pretty good with what I'm doing here. So this is also good. You see how good you are. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> and, but I have to say those are few and far between. Uh, at least in the conferences I've attended. I, would you agree, guys? There's, those are few and far between. There's usually great tidbits in all of them. I, I do remember one that was like that, but uh, even that I got something out of. There's always some little thing, even Sometimes if, if it's the only a word or a sentence. Yeah, yeah. and it can be uh, change the way you look at something. That's there's totally a, true. There's as many perspectives about hypnosis and how to use it as there are people at the conference. You know, and you can learn something from every one of yeah. them. Yeah. Well, so, the important go thing ahead. Is the hypnosis. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. <laughs> the hypnosis you use has got to be the hypnosis that works best for you. Um, the techniques you learn have got to be the ones that are congruent with the way you approach clients, the way you approach your work. If you yeah. find something that you just don't feel comfortable with, The client's going to feel that. It's not going to be as effective. So you're taking everything you learn, you're synthesizing it down to the way it fits best with you, your approach to hypnosis. So. That's very true. And, and I think even though um, I've gone into some classes before where I didn't feel very comfortable with the technique, and, you know, it's sort of strange because suddenly you're working with a client and all of a sudden there's a little thing that pops up and you go, and you do it. <laughs> right and you think oh why didn't I just think that was not comfortable you know and that was that was really easy and that worked well but it, it just came sort of spontaneously and and 
no matter if you agree with the things or you'd like them or not, they become part of you and you understand hypnosis better and better all the time. 30 seconds till break. 30 seconds. I always give the 30 seconds till break. But when we come back, I really want to talk about um, more. Let's get a little in depth in some of the styles of, of some of the presentations you make. And I don't mean just this year. Over the time of presentations, you've done different work. And that will give them a sampling, at least, of the kind of things that they will get. So uh, we'll see uh, you on the other side. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. We know lasers are in use in almost every aspect of the medical profession these days. Now there's a powerful, unique, and safe laser you can use at home. Quantum scalar wave lasers using Tesla technology allow the body to do what it does best, heal itself. Scalar wave lasers work down to the cellular level and can even reset cellular memory for outstanding outcomes. The quantum lasers use three different wavelengths in one laser for optimum results. It's government approved and safe for home use. For more information, visit Simpson Protocol slash lasers or click the banner on this show's webpage. Hi, Inez Simpson here, the host of Hypnosis Everywhere on Voice America, and I'm here to give myself a plug. I want to plug three things that give me joy in my practice. First is working one-on-one with clients to work with them to get the outcome they desire. And as you know from the show, hypnosis covers a broad spectrum. And as a Voice America listener, I'm offering you a free consult. If you're curious or you feel hypnosis may help you and you want to find out more, go to InezSimpson.com and click on my client page. Second, mentoring. I love to work with hypnotists, new or who've been in the field for some time, and they want to change things up or move ahead or whatever it may be. You can find out everything at inezsimpson.com forward slash mentoring. Third thing, the Simpson Protocol. I'm passionate about teaching hypnosis and especially Simpson Protocol, which I teach around the world. And you can find out all about that at simpsonprotocol.com. Talk soon. You're listening to Hypnosis Everywhere, the Simpson Protocol. To reach the show today, please call into 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to Inez. That's I-N-E-S at InezSimpson.com. Now, back to this week's program. Well, welcome everybody back to Hypnosis Everywhere. And um, Martin, what, were, what am I asking, Tim? <laughs> Tim, do you want to expand a little bit more on that? Um, expanding the world of hypnosis, people coming back from conventions and uh, making hypnosis... Not such a scary word or unknown word. What we want to do is allow hypnosis to become, you know, they talk about making it a separate and separate professional and all that. But what we want to do is eliminate the fear clients have of hypnosis. If there are 6,000 hypnotists in a town, the whole town begins to realize this is something normal. What we want to do is allow people to realize that using their subconscious mind to better their lives is a normal approach and a beneficial approach. The more it's out there, the more hypnotists are out there, the more it'll become widely accepted. 
the fear disappears, and we're going to have better results. So I'm not, uh, I'm teaching the Simpson protocol. Greg's teaching it. Uh, Dean's teaching it. You're teaching it. But the fact is, because we're all teaching it, it's allowing the Simpson protocol to become more mainstream. The hypnotists you have are your normal everyday hypnotists using wonderful techniques. The more of them out there, the more society begins to accept this as a normal and positive approach to helping people's lives. Yeah, I totally agree with you. And I think the whole thing about, uh, I know I used to say when I was teaching um, uh, quite a few people to become hypnotists, like we all are, um, then people would say, well, aren't you afraid you're going to flood the market? (laughs) And I say, well, when people go to nursing school and they go and become doctors and lawyers and all those things, do you think they're flooding the market? No, what happens is it becomes, it's a progression and it always fits in and it's always good. There's a, a, at one of the conferences, since that's what we're talking about, there was um, a class I took from Lisa Halpin and she said, that when people move into a new town or new home and in the welcome basket is the referral to the doctor, the dentist, the shoe cobbler, the cleaner, (laughs) the hypnotist, then we know we've done our job that it's already, you know, mainstream and everybody's looking for one when they move to a new place so that they have that readily available to them. Yeah. Steen, in Germany, it's, um, there's, I mean, just in SP alone, I know there's quite a few people who've taken it. So there's quite a few, uh, <coughs> but the population is quite large too. So, I mean, it doesn't matter. I never think you can have too many of anything because we're all different and we'll all, um, help other people. What do you agree with that, Steve? Well, I agree because here in Hamburg, we have, I'm just counting in my mind, one, two, three, four, five, five hypnotists using Simpson protocol. Mm-hmm. Five, yeah. And, um, and quite a few others. Has, has clients, so, and we have, I don't know, 20, 30 hypnotists here, and we have a population of... Uh, 2.5 million people, or as you say, billion people there, yes. So um, I think there's, if it grows and if people talk about it, it's coming more and more coming. So, yeah, it's good. Yeah. So what I really now want to talk about is maybe I'll start with Steen since I always leave you to the 30 seconds, is I'd like you to talk about the different topics, not just this year, but any year that you've presented, different topics that you present, and a little bit about each one. Well, okay, let's start. 2013 International Hypnosis Convention in Zurich, Switzerland. Yeah. I, I, I talked about marketing for a hypnosis office, and I think I talked about regression therapy, but I'm not sure. And... <laughs> <laughs> but those are two things you do present, right? Yeah, and um, also the other years I presented always a mixture from regression therapy. Oh, also um, secrets of a successful hypnosis session, mm-hmm. marketing secrets of a successful hypnosis session, regression therapy, the sex stuff. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you hide it, they can't find you. That's <laughs> well, right. That's, 
That's yeah. what you talk about. When, when, I, when I went to the Canadian hypnosis conference or to HypnoThoughts in Vegas, it's always, oh, look, there is the German sex guy. Okay, well, let me be your sex guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay with that. <laughs> so, uh, Greg, how about you? What are some of the topics? Uh, can I um, ask you about one for sure? I'd like you to talk about your four agreements. Um, what I was presenting was about taking a well-known book. And I happen to use the four agreements and to turn it into like a study group where it's uh, break it down into six sessions kind of thing as a group. And we talk about the book, whatever it is. Um, I, I tell hypnotists to take whatever book really resonated with them and change their life. And so you do the book discussion. And then at the end, you do group hypnosis on what was discussed that day to help it integrate and implement into their lives. So that's uh, one of the topics. And I use the four agreements. Uh, something else was to move beyond your fear in your practice, what's holding you back, or not not only new hypnotists, but also yes. people been in the business a while, and they just can't seem to break through that barrier for themselves. And it yeah. happens for most of us. I mean, it, I, I'm an example. So, you know, anybody that wants to ask me about that, if you're at a conference or want to email me, that's fine. Um, also, the Simpson Protocol, uh, doing the two-day and then um, an hour. And then this year, I'm going to do uh, an hour at HypnoThoughts in August for just a frank discussion about LGBTQ plus and hypnosis. So I believe it's a platform that we can have conversation, anybody that's interested, to ask the questions you won't always want to ask or afraid to ask without saying, you know, none of that. It's like, what do you want to know? What do you not want to know? Hey, I happen to be a gay guy. I have, I have some information on this, you know? <laughs> yeah. And, I and you know, when I think is really important as a hypnotist is that uh, you need to be very open-minded. You're going to have anybody walk into your office and they're all going to be different in their religious beliefs in everything. everything. So, so you are working with the client, not with your beliefs, right? Absolutely. And it's not even just about even that LGBTQ plus conference conversation. It's not really about gay. It's really about just being open and being able to ask because you have to be able to ask your clients when someone says, oh, I've been dating or I don't want to date, you have to say, hey, well, have you been having hookups? Do you have a friends with benefits? Do you, what are you talking about? What does that mean to you? You know, or all of those sorts of things that come out of, that people are saying, oh, don't talk about that. Or It's part of the process. It's part of who we are as people, as humans. So yeah. it's going to be that conversation if you want to come to that. <laughs> so I'll be listening to that one. <laughs> how about you tim i know that i've, I've known you for years we've met at the ngh yeah. convention when was that back in 2000 or something very early on anyway oh, i was very early on yeah uh, i do well these are the classes i teach i taught sleep compounding to allow your hypnotic suggestions to go in while the client sleeps so that they keep being repeated in their mind over and over again it becomes normal for them i taught a uh, class in uh, adult how to get adult education classes within the county, one of the things we talked about is making hypnosis more normal. If the county has you teaching an adult education class as an introduction to hypnosis, the county is telling you that this is acceptable in our community. That gives you a little bit of, uh, you know, uh, credibility. I also teach yeah. a class called the success magnet, where you identify the one goal in life you absolutely positively have to have, or else you don't feel like your life is being complete. When you make that goal proper, all the other barriers just begin to disappear in front of you. And you'll just achieve the goal you want to have. The other one I teach is uh, 
education for parents and children where they can work together, create successful educational patterns so children can be lifelong learners. We try to eliminate the sabotage uh, school can cause from kids being afraid of failing and all the rest of that. You want to early on have the kids realize that when they make a mistake, it's a great opportunity to learn. Focus on the learning, not on the pain, discomfort comes from making a mistake. Which leads me into, is that what your book is about that you just wrote? Yeah, I wrote a book called um, Sky is Wide Open, How to Make Your Child a Lifelong Learner. That's the same Okay, thing. so that, that's going to be available soon, right? Yeah, in two weeks it'll be available. Feel free to go on Facebook, look for Sky's Wide Open, and uh, okay. just like the page and you'll get information. Okay, so Steen, before yeah. I do anything else, is there anything else you want to add to any of this before we Here's move? We're going to go into where we're teaching and when oh, yeah. all that I, kind I of stuff. I have to add that I also presented the Simpson Protocol at so. <laughs> well, that's, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> at uh, most um, in Zurich and Germany and Canada, you helping me be in one year, weren't you? you were but there. I also <laughs> talked about sex in Canada. Well, I know. You talk about sex just about everywhere. Yay! Well, Yay! <laughs> I should I should talk more with uh, Greg about that because I think you guys should get on the same page a little bit and talk <laughs> and all of you actually the more we do this this is we're talking about community we have a community and our community needs to get more connected and um, so the con because it'll increase the way we work is always compounded by working with other people. And I find even when, you know, it's really opened my mind a lot moving to other countries to train um, because there is different perspectives and there's different ways of looking at things. And, and you really start to become open-minded. You find you think you're open-minded till you hit that little box somewhere and you go, oh, I still have a box. God, it's still there. And you know what? You can't help having a box. So, but let's keep opening the box and moving it, making it bigger. So, so Steen, let's talk about uh, your teaching, um, the sex talk. For is it a two day or one? Two day pre convention in Las Vegas. Okay. I'm sorry, Greg. I wanted the uh, post-convention. So did I. So we're, up at, we're, we're, we're teaching at the same time. Yeah. So That's I okay. There's the, lots of students there. <laughs> yeah. No, no. So I wouldn't want to see the, the post-convention. Yeah. But I, I did a little mistake when I came and uh, had to choose the date. So um, my fault. Pre-convention today. How to get rich with sex and hypnosis. <laughs> okay, so um, we're going to break again. Oh, that was fast. Anyway, we're going to break again, and we'll come back on the other side and finish talking about our, our presentations. Thanks very much, John. See you later. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. We know lasers are in use in almost every aspect of the medical profession these days. Now there's a powerful, unique, and safe laser you can use at home. Quantum scalar wave lasers using Tesla technology allow the body to do what it does best, heal itself. Scalar wave lasers work down to the cellular level and can even reset cellular memory for outstanding outcomes. 
the quantum lasers use three different wavelengths in one laser for optimum results. It's government approved and safe for home use. For more information, visit Simpson Protocol slash lasers or click the banner on this show's webpage. Hi, Inez Simpson here, the host of Hypnosis Everywhere on Voice America, and I'm here to give myself a plug. I want to plug three things that give me joy in my practice. First is working one-on-one with clients to work with them to get the outcome they desire. And as you know from the show, hypnosis covers a broad spectrum. And as a Voice America listener, I'm offering you a free consult. If you're curious or you feel hypnosis may help you and you want to find out more, go to inezsimpson.com and click on my client page. Second, mentoring. I love to work with hypnotists, new or who've been in the field for some time, and they want to change things up or move ahead or whatever it may be. You can find out everything at inezsimpson.com forward slash mentoring. Third thing, the Simpson Protocol. I'm passionate about teaching hypnosis and especially Simpson Protocol, which I teach around the world. And you can find out all about that at simpsonprotocol.com. Talk soon. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to facebook.com forward slash voice America or search for the keywords voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to facebook.com forward slash voice America or search for voice America. Listening to Hypnosis Everywhere, The Simpson Protocol. To reach the show today, please call into 1 866 472 5792. That's 1 866 472 5792. You may also send an email to Inez, that's I N E S, at inezsimpson.com. Now, back to this week's program. And welcome back to Hypnosis Everywhere. This is our last segment. So I'm just going to rolled together the the, 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 these guys are all working at the convention in in, um, NGH is where Marlboro Marlboro, sorry I'm just like my mouth wouldn't work around that Marlboro Massachusetts and uh, and Tim what are the dates you're teaching SP there oh why did you hit me I think it's uh, before or after it's it's the two it's the post convention the two days after the convention See, he got to post one, guys. <laughs> I had to pay Elsom a good amount of money to do that. <laughs> and yeah, so and and uh, Greg, yours is we went through this already. You went pre, and what did you say? You're having a Simpson Protocol is a pre-convention one yeah, the at the same time. Twenty-first and twenty-second of August. Okay, and senior at the 21st and 22nd of August? 21st and 22nd, and the good thing is you pay one price and you get two incredible trainers, me and Petra Fries from uh, Allentown, Pennsylvania. So you got Ah. sex therapy from a straight woman and a gay guy. Good going. (laughs) The sex talk. Okay, so uh, from now, Martin has a good idea. What are we doing now? Well, I was thinking, guys, we've got to have all of you on, and this is Hypnosis Everywhere, the show. So, and we have a short, this is a short segment. So, maybe go around the circle here, and each one of you, what hypnosis means to you, 
and where you think hypnosis can be taken or what we can you can do within the bigger community of the world, etc. A little a little riff on hypnosis. Okay. Your thoughts. So you want to start, Tim? Okay, where hypnosis can go. I think if we tell you where hypnosis can go, we begin to limit where it can go. Yeah. I think we begin, our entire perception of the world begins with our minds. When you're able to control your perception of the world, you're able to expand all the great things that you can do. Where do I think hypnosis is going? I think eventually hypnosis will be accepted as a normal methodology. Uh, we will have insurance companies in Europe, Canada, the United States, South America begin to accept hypnosis and we can fill it. Um, that would be where I would like to bring it. Okay. How about you, Steen? I have no clue. <laughs> so Mr. Gover is always upcoming with questions like that, which are very, you know, I'm kind of an engineer. I'm not an architect. I just use it and see what the, the clients get on outcomes. And uh, I love to work with it. I love to see them smile when they just emerge from hypnosis and to see so the outcomes for the clients. So I don't, I, I, have, I have no clue where we just. So, but we're, we're really going when Steen, you're actually doing it because you're an engineer in the moment and you work with whatever walks through the door. Doesn't matter what it is. So yeah. if, what I understand from hypnosis and my idea is that everything is attached to the mind. So I, I don't even see an end to it. And it's really hard to project where it's going to go, where it's accepted. That's a wholly different thing. Right. How about you, Greg? I'm going to twist that question and give an answer. I feel like giving that may not apply, but it's what I want to say. Good. <laughs> That's better. For me um, and my journey and a, most of my clients, I like to go straight to what are you afraid of? because it's fear that stops us from our growth and who we are as people and our potential. So if we can go into our minds and realize that that fear is not even real, it's only in our head. There's nothing tangible, physical. It's only within us. And we can use hypnosis to break through it. Then it's really limitless what we can do for ourselves. It may be just one bite at a time. We don't have to eat the whole elephant at once. And remove our fears to create the world we want. I think to um, hypnosis, well, like I said, is attached to everything that there is because of the mind. But we're, we're really a body, mind, and spirit, and we tend as a social as society, we have separated everything. And with hypnosis, we actually amalgamate that again, and we can use body, mind, and spirit and everything. So even for people who are not religious or spiritual or anything, they still have three aspects to themselves. And when we utilize hypnosis and that's amalgamation, I can't talk, but it's well-rounded and it doesn't just affect one thing. We're not working on symptomology as much as we're working on the whole. And that's the whole premise, especially with SP. I know we're, we're very holistic-minded. And I think hypnosis has that capability and will become more and more in the future. I think there's many more going in that direction of holistic. You know, agreeing with what you're saying about body, mind, and spirit, it's a repetitive thing for me with clients in a good way that I try to teach them that your feelings come from here. 
Your fears also sometimes come from here because our feelings, but it's the mind that's telling you, you can't, you can't, you can't, you aren't, you, you know, but making this more of the in charge, the boss. Yeah. This to become an employee. <laughs> right? Richard yeah, Bach no, I agree. Quote. Richard Bach had a great quote. He said, argue for your limitations and they become yours. Right? Yes. You argue with uh, how little you can do or how little control you have. That would be ridiculous to do. Um, and as for fear, it's a wonderful quote from uh, uh, Bill Hicks said that life is a choice between fear and love, but you have the choice. Make the right one. Hmm. Steen, you and I don't know quotes and stuff. We don't. So I only knew a few, but not that much. <laughs> It's interesting to me how different we all are, and I love that. And you know, when I read a book, it's not that I don't have read those things, but none of it really. I don't. I can't tell you about it now. Uh, even a day later, uh, there's a quote there, and you and you, Tim, you and Martin can they read a book and then they can tell you everything about it forever. So we're all very different, and it's we all have gifts that are very uh, eclectic at times. So, um, are you not, are you happy with that answer, Martin? Or do you want <laughs> just, to just a riff? It? Just a riff on hypnosis is good. Yeah, a riff, a riff on hypnosis. See, isn't that uh, that's a nice quote? I like that. So, um, I can't play the guitar though, and or make riffs, but I I understand that premise of that is about being creative and and making hypnosis creative, and and I I think you know there's. Um, the art of hypnosis. It isn't just an engineer saying, I know you say, Steen, you're an engineer, but you've got some arty stuff in there in between that you don't, you sort of hide. <laughs> and, you know, you don't necessarily follow a continued structure. And, and, you know, we say go with the flow and some people say, oh my God, you can't do that. You have to have a structure. I think it all depends on who you are. You have to do it your way and it has to be congruent with you and it has to be authentic. And that's the thing. You can go and say, well, I'm going to do this technique that so-and-so taught me and knew. I, got, I went to Melissa's Tears class and I learned this and it was great. And if it's congruent with you, it works great. But if you're not that great and you don't, see, you don't pass on to that client how great it is by the way you are acting or anything, then it's not going to do very well. So it's always about being congruent and authentic in my mind. You know, and as allowing ourselves to be congruent and authentic in our practice allows the multitude of people that need someone different. Everybody needs someone different to work with them. Yeah. So in our own congruency and our own authenticity allows them to find the one or two or three or whatever it is that's right for them to be able to move through what they want or to be taught by someone that it's authentic for them and matches them to get that as a teacher and as student. Well, we have one minute left. And I know this show always goes so fast. So I'm just going to invite all you newbies and um, new hypnotists, people just inclined to interested in hypnosis, go to a convention. You can check up the NGH convention online and, and HypnoThoughts online and decide and, and see what you think. Because it's, I think, even if you decide never to be a hypnotist, think how much fun it is and get to hang out with all these kind of people like us who are a little bit out of the box. <laughs> So uh, we're just going to shut down next week. I have Will Horton on. 
and uh, you guys know him right quite well, all of you, and he, we've one of our cohorts and conventions. So it's going to be another interesting program, and in all, I'm pretty sure we'll be talking about addiction. So that since that's Will's baby anyway, and but we'll talk about lots of things. So next week, see you next time, and thanks for being here. Thank you for being a part of the show today. Be sure to tune in next Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel for another edition of Hypnosis Everywhere, The Simpson Protocol with host Inez Simpson. We can't wait to have you join us again next week. 